Welcome to episode two of What Teachers Have to Say. I hope you caught our previous one on artificial intelligence. That was a pretty good conversation. Um, we've got a good one. We just finished recording it. It went a little off the rails, uh, but we're going to be talking way. in the best way. We're going to be talking about um, professional development. <laughs> yeah, buckle up for that. <laughs> buckle, up, buckle up for that one. So we're in Palm Springs on location. Palm Springs. Yeah, we're shooting on location from our hotel room at the National Spring Q, the Computer Using Educators Conference. Um, it's pretty incredible down here. It's our second year that we've come. Um, so much to do here. There's so much. Right? Here. So the census is down since pre-COVID. I heard last night, actually, from, from the organizers. Okay. Um, they're right about 3,500 this year. Um, it was. It felt like more. It right? did. It felt like Significantly more. Significantly more. Uh, a full year is like, uh, like six to eight. Whoa. Yeah. So Compared to the way it is right now. Yeah. Six to eight, you'd be shoulder to shoulder with people. Yeah, all people day. were jokingly calling it the mini ISTE. Yeah. Right. You know, ISTE yeah. conferences is known for like standing out in front and lines and then you never mm-hmm. get into your things mm-hmm. and things like that. Sessions and sessions are closed. Totally closed. Yep. Um but so they're growing back. It's exciting. You know, yeah. Q Q is an incredible um the computer using educators, that name did not age well. No. Um and and uh, it's so funny right now. You're like, I'm going to the Q conference. And people uh-huh. are like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> like, no, computer are? using educators, I you, swear. You are? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's good to see a building back. Um, yeah. It's such a great organization. But so we were talking like professional development, right? Like, yeah. so we're here going in and out of sessions. Um, I love the idea of hallway PD. Like they talk a lot about that here. Mm-hmm. Um, just yesterday, Nathan and I were walking yeah. down the hallway and they had a whole booth set up called Q Live. And they, you know, we were like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, come on in. And so that mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're streaming live and being mm-hmm. interviewed and talking about stuff and like all the hallway hugs and the, you know, that, that community that gets built here. Yeah. Um, and yep. so this is like your second time here. Yeah, my second time as well. Um, I mean, conferencing to me, uh, you know, I come from more of like a higher ed training. Um, so I was, you know, PhD bound, really. And so like conferencing to me was always just a thing that you did. Yeah. is a thing that you did. You did your research and then you needed to share it. Like that was a responsibility. That's yeah. part of your profession. Um, and it's interesting to me that often in, uh, you know, K-12, educators don't look at it that way. I mean, you're, you're not actively researching, um, or at least that's not a part of your job. So I understand that part. But at the same time, you need a community. You need a community to interact with and push your ideas forward. Um, it's just not like... It's not good to just sit in no. your classroom and yeah, just sit in a box. Yeah, especially after what we've been coming through, like that whole like, don't cloister yourself off, go out. Yeah. Maybe don't like hang out in the teacher's staff room if that's not a healthy place to be in your school. Yeah. Ours is, we love it. Uh, we actually have a, a, a teacher whose husband brings in video game consoles. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> full on, like, you know, when you go to like, uh, round table pizza yeah. or whatever, and the then there's a there's a there, you know, <laughs> then there's a pack Pac Man yeah. table. You know, it's like it's like that. It's it's a good environment. Yeah, it's, I love it. We've got like a, a scale on the uh, like a trash talking, and so everybody puts their score down and trash yeah. talks, and and um, yeah. every, everyone admin on down through janitorial and everybody we're all hanging out there because mm-hmm. community is so important. 
right? That's why I love coming to conferences. I love seeing people, meeting them. You know, we're all over social media and, and then you get to like shake hands and, and hug and and be like, yeah, we've known each other in this different space and now mm -hmm. we get to mm -hmm. experience other mm -hmm. face to face, which is super important. Um, I'm actually presenting on that today a little bit. Yes, uh, really good panel. It's I gonna think. be cool. It's gonna be cool. We're doing. Yeah. It's called Get on the Talk. Get on the Talk. Uh, using TikTok as micro professional development and a, a professional learning network. Right, building community and mm -hmm. and learning through that, um, which sparked kind of our conversation about professional development because that's like a hot button out there. So I think it's, I think it's why we wanted to talk about it on what teachers have to say. Oh, new merch. Woo, love it. Um, shout out to Julie Carr. I happen to know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the makers of Cricket. Yeah. 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 Cricket, Cricket, thank you. Thank you. Um for the for the for the merch. Yeah, but it'll be fun. We're uh what I love about coming to these um conferences, they're so hands-on, they're so energy filled. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the keynote speaker last night was like my life in hip hop. Yeah, so like using hip hop as a platform so good. for his teaching is it's super cool. Mm -hmm. um, but we've been talking to so many people about professional development and like there's some really bad PD out there right bad. now. Yeah, right. Like we don't want to shame individual no. entities at no, all. No call but outs here. No but... call outs here. But like we've all sat through where like the publisher sends the one person that just mm -hmm. like. This could have been an email, right? Mm -hmm. The seven-hour email. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's really important to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Hopefully today we're going to go out and video people on the street and really get the, like, what yeah. teachers have to say. So yeah. be looking for a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to drop that, some, some mm -hmm. people at the conference. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious. So you've been in higher ed. You've been in lower ed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pejorative. Lower ed. Lower ed. And um, what... You know, you're also kind of newer to the public education sphere. Yeah, definitely. You know, what year is yeah. this now? This is actually, so I actually finished my credential at the very beginning of 2020. Yeah. So it's a great I, time to finish I, a credential, Nathan. Yeah, it was, it was great <laughs> timing on my part. Um, so yeah, then uh, I wasn't employed full time at that point. So <laughs> it was yeah. kind of doing a lot of, part-time and uh, mm -hmm. teaching guitar. I, I, I taught music primarily as a, like a one-on-one -on -one, uh, guitar lessons for a long time. And so then I kind of transitioned to that. That worked well. Um, but yeah, this is only, I mean, I've been in and around teaching for about 10 years, yeah. but this is only my second year of full-time public yeah, school that's right, teaching. Huh? Yeah. I think I, I haven't even cleared my credential yet. Yeah. Don't want to, you know. If you need a mentor, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know a guy across the hall. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, I think this is like years 17, wow. 16. Yeah, yeah. As like full-time mm -hmm. professional, uh, like public educator. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we start to see these cycles come around, like the same thing gets rinsed and repeated in bat and just... Unhelpful yes. ways. Yeah. Um, and yet also, like, I'm somebody who loves learning and developing skills. Right. Like, so, I think a lot of educators are there. And yet yeah. we're so burnt. Like, you get on TikTok and there's a whole side of TikTok about crappy PD. Oh, for real. Yeah. Crap. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a common complaint. And I think it's because, you know, t t it, it seems so forced. Yeah, it seems so forced because I f almost feel like districts need something to do. 
Dude, and districts need something to do. It's almost like admin needs something to do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, to prove your irrelevance. And so you're also, so you're trying to do things that are going to help your teachers, or at least that's hopefully what you're doing. Yeah. But the problem is there does seem to be a disconnect there, and it's and it seems very forced. It seems like here's yet another training yeah you know we all have mandatory trainings of course we do because we're in it's public a good reminder. i think i've got one that's outstanding and it's due by april i know i do too i keep getting the reminder <laughs> emails you have to do this training sorry, like right yeah that yeah. sorry hr yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it seems so forced yeah there's not a there's not a good connection between what teachers need and then the training that's being provided to them yeah so, I mean, I think this is a great time to ask our viewers and our listeners. We have incredible teachers out there that have, I can't even believe it, second episode in. We, we have so much feedback coming in from a people. Lot. Thank it's, you. It's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So take a moment. If you're on a platform where you can comment, I would love to hear what are your stories around professional development? Are you mm-hmm. somebody who decides what's professional development? Yeah. Are you somebody who's like, it's put upon you and you can't seem to get out of it, yeah. right? You're the one that's just like doing email and, and doodling during during that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear those. Um, and also on Twitter, we've got, you know, our platform on Twitter and some other places that just find us and interact with us. Love to hear yeah. what teachers yeah. have to say. It's almost yeah. like it's in the title. Yeah. In our in our hallway PD that we've been doing because yeah. we're at a conference, it's, it's been really cool to get some of those other perspectives. Um, because, yeah, before we're going to do a podcast, we're going to go around and, and try to gather some yeah. opinions from other educators in our field that we know. Um, and that's been really interesting and given us a lot to kind of chew on yeah. here for this episode yeah. so last night we were at shaky's pizza call out palm string shaky's uh the edge protocols Classic. community which we're densely a part of from yep. facebook yep. um had a meetup at the national conference mm-hmm. and uh we walked around and kind of filmed some people and and we're streaming live and we got some great feedback mm-hmm. some of the ones that really stuck with me like the the one of those themes that kept coming through people were like number one keep the scope small yeah. Don't fire hose me with mm-hmm. like tons and tons of information. Keep the scope small. Yep. Oh, and I love uh you know, people were like, look, if the if the training's on UDL, use UDL. You better be yeah. You Give better be time. doing the thing. <laughs> Give me time to engage, yeah, process, do it at my own pace, uh-huh. my own way, like give me choice. And like so often it's literally just like park and bark. Right? Like, I'm just going to sit down and you're going to open the fire hose and, uh-huh. and stream it at me and I'm not going to get any of it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that, that was really salient, people were like, I have to be able to either leave with something I have built for my situation to immediately put into practice yeah. or have a pathway that I can just immediately drop that one thing into practice and then have further effective i'm going to put that in there effective follow-up not just like how did it go fine mm-hmm. here's my mentimeter mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm yeah, using like- mentimeter no shit i love mentimeter i'm using that in my- <laughs> yeah. but you know you get that feedback like oh, yeah. i'm gonna slide it over to like fair and then that's the last feedback i ever get right yeah just just push the little buttons that are all in the middle ne- yeah. neutral, neutral, <laughs> neutral 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 all right done there's some bad PD out there. There is. There's some great PD too. There is. You know? I mean the the firehose thing. 
to go back to that. I've been, I've been at some trainings and <clears throat> there's one. So I'm also a yearbook advisor at, at my school. So I go to yearbook trainings that are hosted by our publisher, Herf Jones. And yearbook, of course, is like such a multifaceted, difficult thing to, yeah. to do. Uh, there, there, you have, it really helps to have some background in publishing, which I do, which is, I think the only reason I'm doing it at, as you know, first and second year, this is my second year doing that. Um, but you go to these trainings and they're just like full fire hose and (laughs) the, the, uh, our, our rep is just like, she has this thing. She goes, find your happy place. Just <laughs> find on. your happy place. Find the one thing that you can hold on to <laughs> that you're going to take with you and find your happy place. And I feel like there's not enough of that, actually. Like, especially yeah. if there's a fire hose delivery of, of information. Yeah. <laughs> it just, well, like, and does it help? And like, there's no choice. Being in a, so like, talk about that. like that yearbook training. It's so niche. It is right? niche. Do you, is it easier to sit through the fire hose knowing that like you really need that information or is, is that not enough? It's not enough. Actually. Not enough. I think because I know I need the information or I, where you look, I look around at other advisors and, the, and, and because there's so much turnover, I think in education right now, you're seeing a lot of really, really new advisors that are either just put into that role or, um, and, and, and you know, told to do it. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of experience. And you just see the fear in their face. And, you know, they're just sitting down there and terrified because they know that they're behind the curve. And I almost feel like educators get in that position a lot where you are keeping your head down for such a long time that you're just like, oh, I'm behind the curve, but I don't know how to get back on the curve. And so then you're just getting all of this information very, very quickly. And it's like you can't process any of it. And you just see terror well i wonder how much of that basis. just terror you're they're like i just need a fluffy <laughs> pillow like, <laughs> uh, uh, and that actually is part of how i felt um the first one i ever went to with my uh, actually even before i started yearbook advising there was like a pre-year you know um advisor training and and it was so much information so fast that yeah that even even with my experience and knowledge going into it i was like I didn't really catch yeah. any of that because it's so specific. I have to sp- interact with the publisher in a very specific way on their terms, using their platform, their using terms. their tools. And yeah. and I don't, I might, I know Adobe InDesign, but I don't know Herf Jones eDesign. Yeah. So this is a whole new platform this I have no to learn. Thing. I have to learn all of their like business side of things. And that first training was just pure terror. And then I went back for the, uh, uh, the following year and was like, okay, since I learned from experience through trying and failing through all that first year, then I came back to the second training with actually, I knew what I didn't know. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between knowing what you don't know and, oh, man. and, and actively <clears throat> trying to engage in those things to, to learn and to grow. And then there's, you don't know what you don't know. And then you're just... Are we going to talk Dunning-Kruger effect in every podcast episode? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Well, but I think it speaks to the heart of something that I've been thinking a lot about and you and I have talked about. Um, So maybe a year and a half, two years ago, John Carippo, Edu Protocols, um, incredible educator, incredible professional development presenter. We got to get him on the podcast. Right? I've learned so much in presenting 
from him. He's a pro. Um, and for people that are listening out there, if you've been through my PD, I hope it was not awful. <laughs> I hope it was enjoyable. But um, but I was listening to a podcast with John Crippo, and he was talking about teacher burnout, right? Because mm. I think that plays into this a lot. It totally does. And, and that, you know, where you just confirmed it, where like, just because it's needful, you mm. recognize the importance of it as an educator. You recognize that it's needful. It's important. It's good. That's not enough to make it meaningful after, like to go through the, the professional development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not enough. And 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 uh, what what John was talking about there in terms of burnout was that he was like, burnout isn't only about lack of pay, lack of time. You know these 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 things that are that are true. But he goes, so much of it is a lack of feeling successful, mm-hmm. right? Because like nobody got into teaching thinking like, I'm going to get rich, right? Yeah. I'm going to park my Lambo in the staff You know what you're class. in for. Like, There's you know no gold wing, wing doors yeah. on your Nissan Maxima. <laughs> right? We understand. Like, yeah, like this is this is not the path. And if it is, you might want to find a better advisor. Yeah. Um, but like we will do so much hard work. So much. So much hard work when it feels good. Yeah. When we see that moment on a kid's face where you're like, that's it right yep. there. That light bulb. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, short stories. So like Fast and the Curious Edge of Protocols, right? Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, using GimKit to just gamify multiple choice stuff. And so I learned mm-hmm. it from John Crippo in a professional development. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use it a lot in my classroom. We were doing these fallacies. It's like crazy hard GimKit thing. Yeah. And I've got a student um, and this student... Uh, He's kind of on the periphery. He doesn't love engaging. He's very kind, but he's just kind of like, nah, this isn't my bag, right? I don't really want to do this. He learned, he's learned the system. We all know that kid. Totally. So he was sitting in a chemistry class. I teach English, right? He's sitting mm-hmm. in a chemistry class, and all of a sudden his name pops up in my gym kit. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. So he played two rounds from a different class <laughs> and won. And came down to my classroom mid-period and collected his prize. Because <laughs> he knew, like, I have this prize, of, this box of unimpressive prizes. And the there. kids were like, oh my gosh, is he going to come get a prize? Like, are you going to give it to him? Like, uh, absolutely, of right? Of course. Because he felt successful. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, this works. Yeah. you have I want to know more. You have a kid playing a game in another teachers yeah class. and i did i had to check in with yeah, the teacher yeah, yeah. and i'm like was that cool she's like yeah i knew it was cool i was yeah. just glad to see him working you know <laughs> but like oh my god think about like all of the other things that he could have been doing i've and then I've literally like, watched him watch netflix in a classroom yeah like he could have been doing that yeah he could so have been to him that. what i had gathered from a professional development yeah was better than Netflix. We're just gonna say it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's great for for a te- for you know a teenager. This yeah. is this is tenth grade people. This is a sophomore. Yeah, and and he's like, this is so engaging. I'm gonna come back around yeah. to this because I know I know Mr. I know Carr's it's gonna, gonna feel it. it's gonna feel right. And and it, it kind of <laughs> leads me to this next point that that we've been thinking about is I experienced that because I had a need. Right, I was brand new to high school. Um, my our principal, who's an incredible, I'm gonna say his name, Matt Harvey. Matt he Harvey. hates to be recognized. He does. He's one of the greatest educators on the planet. He wins awards constantly. Which award did he win? He's a Milken educator this year. Uh, this year he won, but he's a Milken. 
Yeah. Like that's huge. If you know what that is, right? Yeah. It's like the secret conclave of elders that uh-huh. decide upon the winner and He's nobody knows Ill- who they are. Illuminati. He's in the Illuminati. Um, no, he won like uh, administrator of the year, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot for our region and Northern California, things yeah. like that. But, um, you know, he was like, hey, here's this book. Check it out, which was top down, which we're going to get into. Right. He was like, check mm-hmm. it out. But there was no expectation. It was like, this was helpful. If, if you're interested, I'll buy it for you. It's cool. Um, but then I started seeking it out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I mean, you know, it's it's changed everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm an author for the Edge of Protocols now. I am doing podcasts. I'm on, tour, you know, presenting yeah. Edge of Protocols and stuff because it wasn't top down. And that's, I think, mm, mm-hmm. you know, no shame to the administrators out there because they have a job to do. I, right. I, I have a deep respect for administration. It is not a job that I want to do. That's not no. my skill set at all. No, um, not at all. If I was removed from a day-to-day interaction educating students, that would hurt, right? I would. I, 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 that's I would my bag. I recognize that. Um, but I love that you said, like, they... I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Mm. Um, I think about it like environmental lawyers. Okay. Time for a metaphor. Here goes the English teacher. Okay, ready? I don't know where we're going. So like, here's my thing. Uh, During the 80s, the world was super dirty. Mm -hmm. We knew this, right? Mm -hmm. And so like environmental law became a huge thing and they had to just totally clean up. And and EPA. EPA, all of these things. It was needful. And now there's so many environmental lawyers. I feel at some point that they're trying to keep their jobs. It's saturated. The market is saturated. And so I don't mean that as a shade comment to administrators, but Mm -hmm. they have a role to play. And part of that is professional development. So they see a need and they do their due diligence. And I'm going to keep from a really, just a really positive platform of like anybody who's in education wants to do well by their people. Right. Okay. Sometimes the situation shapes them into a, a negative space, but we don't need to go there right now. Sure. Um, so they're finding things that are needful, that they think they'll be successful, and then they're overlaying that on the school. And that's problematic, right? Mm-hmm. In, like in high school, I hated Great Expectations. Oh, Until oh, yeah. I finished the book. Mm-hmm. And then I read it again in one weekend because somebody told me I had to read it. Yep. And like my weird arrogance is, is that way. I, um, I know that about myself. Yeah. I mean, so, that's why we're here. We don't respect authority. We have hubris. <laughs> have we you tried listening hubris. to what teachers have to have say? Have you tried listening <laughs> to what we have to say? Um, but so I wonder, like, mm, how much of PD is bad simply because, regardless of how important, needful, viable it could be, it comes top down. I would love to hear from our listeners, like, what do you think about that? Like, if you were given space to seek out your own professional development versus the stuff that is delivered whole school, and we haven't even talked about the fact that like every two years, a brand new program comes out. Gosh, that's frustrating. It is. I feel super unsuccessful Mm -hmm. because I'm not doing what I keep getting asked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm The top-down problem is a big one because we know, we know from all, all, all kinds of educational research. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm really into, like, Lev Vygotsky's work. Throwing down philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> Lev Vygotsky is, is a really, 
really interesting um like educational psychologist it's kind of yeah. kind of the early early studies in child development yeah and like how we learn things and and, and zpd comes from Vygotsky's the zone of proximal development zone of proximal development jargon. yeah 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 in <laughs> education there is an acronym for everything <laughs> you all know that everything so yeah. anyway yeah zone of proximal development we know that we don't learn what makes learning sticky what makes it stay with you is when you recognize for yourself mm. that you have a need of knowledge that you have need of a skill that you have you you have to learn certain things in order to move forward with what you want to do so it must come from we talk a lot about the simon sinek where's your why oh, right gosh. and and they always start pd with that what is where's your, your why what is your why you should know it's that like, by we, now we know dude why i was in college forever to get here <laughs> it's yeah like i i did i'm about to get written up you Somebody know <laughs> ask me my why <laughs> You could put that in my QM file. Yeah, we know. We know what our why is. Why? Okay. Yeah. We know what the why is. We know why we're here. We don't know why you're here. You know, mm. like, like that's really what it is. So, so if it doesn't come from you, if it doesn't have that authentic, uh, I recognize that I need this skill, and you will be a mentor for me. And I found my mentor, yeah. and, and I'm then, ready to receive and it. I'm my ready vessel to receive is open. This knowledge. If I'm ready to receive this knowledge, <laughs> it will stick. I will learn it. Yeah. You would be amazed how fast you can learn a skill once you are excited about it and you recognize you need those things. Oh, and it's yeah. come up so much for me in my music career and in my music teaching because it it comes down to can you do the thing? Yeah. Can you do the thing that you want to do? It's like here here's here's this song you want to play, right? And here is the skills you don't have to play that song. Here's the, here's, you wanna play ACDC back in black, here's the things you need to learn. You need to learn these chords, you need to learn these shapes, you yeah. need to learn how to control the guitar strings this way, you need to learn how to do all these little fine finger movements to do it, and you're gonna have to practice those things, and you're gonna have to get better and better yeah. and better at them. And once you recognize you have a goal in mind, and then you have skills in between you and that goal, and you need to get those skills. And then you start feeling successful, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So it has to come bottom up. It can't come top down. But yeah. I really love your example with Matt because that's such an interesting moment. You have an administrator here who who is a mentor. Absolutely. That's his life. That's Absolutely. his life. And that's why he's an admin and why yep. he's such a good leader as an administrator. Yeah. Because he's in it, he's in the practice. Yeah. He knows what's up. Well, and we're, I mean, we have to recognize we're really lucky at the school that we're oh, at. Extremely. Our district is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, our model hey, if you're looking for a model, here's the model. Yeah. Um, yes, we have top down professional development. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three, three days a year, momentum days. Yep. It is top down. It is. But we also know that every single educator has one conference of their own choice mm -hmm. that they will fund. Yep. That's another thing that's built into our model. Yeah. It's like, like we come that, here. That's why we're here. That's why like, we're here. I couldn't. The, the Palm plane tickets know, and all. Palm Springs is really expensive. It's, it's so expensive. <laughs> Look at this hotel room. Okay. It was five dollars for a Red Bull. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, like, there's no way as educators we could afford yeah. to really do this. You like, know, and let, 
until the podcast takes off. Yeah. But it's just like, we, there's no way we could do this, but the, the our, our system is investing yeah. in us as professionals. Well, let's talk UDL, right? We got to select the conference. Yep. The time of year. Yep. And now that we're here, we get to select the sessions. Yep. Like we're going to tons of AI stuff because I mean that's the conversation, that's which the maybe conversation. that's where we need to like, go back, watch episode one, and I think we need to circle back. So we're going to soon. these really cool, like we've got a, a panel that we're gonna go to later today. Yep. Um it's like five or six incredible educators in the classroom mm-hmm. talking about like, so I've played with this thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't I just think it's a it, there's such a vision of UDL for our students with our professional our personalized learning there and is. also our personalized learning as 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 teachers yep. um i mean that vision just that vision just works and like we've talked about like so much of the problem is that this top-down structure of of professional development they're spending millions of dollars millions like we're a tiny district that's Mil- different yes. there are yeah, huge not- districts that are paying yeah. Heaven only knows just how much money is being spent to fire hose educators that walk away disgruntled, unhappy, and not willing to to put that in. I mean, not everybody. I don't want to put everybody. I don't want to can everybody in that. Um, And there's really good times for that. But I can't help but think like uh, GPT four dropped a couple of days ago. Uh, The change in artificial intelligence accessibility from november <laughs> till now right and it's saint patrick's day uh, i don't have any green on um oh, pinch you. i can't help but think like why are we bringing the worksheet person in when i can put i can literally make I the worst copy and paste yeah. Of like a worksheet yeah. into Chat GPT and it returns the answers. Yeah. And 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 now GPT four, where you know, it's kind of available mm-hmm. where you can drop an image in. These kids are gonna be able to like put a, a PNG of a worksheet in and it's gonna spit it back out. They'll handwrite the answers, turn it in, and they're good. It's game over for it's the worksheet. Ga- winter it's is coming. Over winter <laughs> like the wall the wall is down is going to fall <laughs> we know it the dragon is here the undead dragon sorry spoiler yeah. alert yeah spoiler that's like saying darth <laughs> vader is luke's dad at this point like sorry like there was a generation ago but like i can't help but think what um you know that machine is still turning and it and it, and it has blinders on because so much, even at this conference, yeah, so much of the professional development out there is it's obsolete. It's it's going it's, to be very shortly. Yeah, you if know, it's not obsolete now. It's going to be very very quickly. Yeah. I was talking with an educator the other day, and he was talking about um, he he's he's done deep dives with ChatGPT, so he was looking at curricula, um, you know, upcoming curricula. And he's like, I could build this. Yeah. Like even the the person with the worksheet, the deliverable, you know, that can be created in seconds. Yeah. In in moments of your time. And 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 so where's curriculum development going? Yeah. First of all. Like that's probably another podcast. Like it, Where it has is... to hurt to know that we're sitting through professional development for things that absolutely are obsolete next year. 
Yeah. You know? In many cases, In yes. many cases. Not all cases. And mm-hmm. and to, I think we have to... What makes good PD, right? we got to be back on topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Back on topic. I go a little uh, Oh, I do too. I can't help but wonder, like... The, so Edge of Protocols is meaningful to me. Yeah. Right? And and so much of it is because we it's stripped down to fundamental skills, usable skills done repetition after repetition after repetition. It's not product oriented at all. No. And AI is integrating cool ways into both as a teaching practice and as a student reception, right? Mm-hmm. Through Edge of Protocols and things like that. So I wonder, like, moving forward... Does professional development need to, I don't, I don't mean scale back, but like reinforce fundamental pedagogies that are not going to become obsolete through AI, right? Like mm-hmm. we th- talk about questioning strategies. Mm-hmm. That's viable. Totally viable. Questioning strategies becomes prompt engineering. Prompt engineering will go away. They're trying to get it to go away right but like for now like i would sit through questioning strategies Mm -hmm. i would sit through things like that yeah because that that would be relevant it's not a it's almost like you have to pull back on the specificity of things and narrow in on the fundamental skills Mm -hmm. rather than this is the worksheet that you do and actually even in the edge of protocols community that we're a part of like it really is it's a framework it's a framework but still educators are so used to the teachers pay teachers where's the worksheet i just need the thing i just Just need need the the deliverable i just need the deliverable i don't like yeah like maybe i I should start like start selling prompts on Teachers pay teachers. Yeah, like here's a <laughs> like, here's a chat GPT here's prompt <laughs> structure. Fill in the blanks and you there. get what you want. Go, yeah, that actually is probably that's not a bad idea. A pretty good idea. Mm. <laughs> I'll give them out for free. I don't know. Yeah, but like, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm curious what listeners think about that. Yeah, I, like, it, what do you think out there? Are are you integrating AI? Have you sat through professional development AI? Are we totally off our rockers? Like we're yeah. we're very progressive in our education. I know yeah. that yeah. we're in a we're in a location that allows us to do that. We have the like, privilege. We have listeners out we're there that we've talked to, to this week that are like, absolutely not. Yeah. I cannot do what I feel is right because of the structures and systems of my district. Yes, and like they're out there, and I'm sorry for that. I, I am. Yep. I hurt inside knowing, yep. knowing it, that. It comes back to, you mentioned like a vision. Yeah. And it circles back around. Do school districts have a vision for the future? Do they, are like how far behind the curve actually is public education? Yeah. Like what, what do you think? I think it's pretty far behind yeah. the curve. And, well, and it takes so a, long. There's such a, a long, like, the range, the scale yeah. of what public education is. Yeah. You know, like we're way over here in personalized learning. Right. You know, and yeah. our school even has like three different yeah. models for kids. Yep. From from like total homeschool to like you're basically going to college while you're in high school and like yeah. hybridized. Everything in and then you've got the other side, which is I'm gonna call it, this is the dark side, mm-hmm. where like 
Teachers don't even have keys to their classrooms. You know, they're not allowed in the building after hours. You know, they're not treated as professionals. So why would they be able to select their own professional development? Why, you know, teachers clearly aren't professional enough. Don't sound bite that. That would be awful. Um, You know, like there's not enough trust and vision in them as professionals to even run their classroom day to day, let alone like a year. Yeah. Just stick to the script. Stick to the script. You might as well just walk in, read off. Like, how obsolete is that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to get too political on that, but I think there's a whole other reason for that. Right? They don't want, they don't want creatives creating the next generation. But the problem with that is, is that that is going to be the market of jobs. I know. Very cool. And Gen Z ain't having none of it. There's going to be a lot of middle fingers thrown in the air. There's going to be, they're already here. They're already here. So many. We're seeing it. And it, and unfortunately it's coming out. I'm talking out of my league here now, but like it's showcasing as violence against the classroom teacher. Yeah. Violence is a real problem right now. I mean, of course Jeez. there's a psychological aspect. There's sure there's People are hurting out trauma. there. There's a lot of trauma out there, especially post pandemic. And, you know, even uh, I was talking with Mr. Harvey, Matt, that yeah. we mentioned earlier. And he's like, dude, that's I three times with Matthew Harvey. Matthew we love Harvey. you, Matt. We love you, Matt. He but, listens, yeah. by the way. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay. Get, you don't have to make eye contact. I'll get my great books done. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate this so <laughs> he's much. He's going to hate it so much. But Mary's going to love it. But yeah, I was talking with him and, and, and we were, we, we were just, you know, Rowing down a little bit, and he's talking like, you know, I don't think any, I don't think things are ever going to be to what they were pre-pandemic. Like the no. things that we're seeing, we're going to be dealing with for this generation of students, yeah. and that has a lot of weight. And they to might it. be the code breakers. They might be, especially with artificial intelligence yeah. powered by artificial intelligence, because what it enables you to do, or at least what we're seeing, is it enables you to express yourself in a way that has very few limitations and and granted it does like it does too much of the work sometimes yeah what you're saying like like yes it would be better if you drew that yourself rather than describing what you want it to look like and then having uh yeah you know i'm afraid of I'm afraid of Draw the kid that's playing uh, Guitar Hero and thinks they're playing guitar. Yes, that is a great analogy. Right? And that they don't so know good. because Donnie Kruger, they don't, the you know, they're like, no, it's fine. I, I, I push the buttons yeah. and the music happens and yeah. now I'm playing Black and Black. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're not playing ACDC. <laughs> uh, sometimes Are they? those kids love that song. Actually, You're I, cool in that I think I've taught that song more than any other song. But like, you know, that idea of like, Oh, the essay, like the beloved essay. Like, mm-hmm. look, I wrote this essay. Like, no, oh, you kind of engineered the essay. Yeah. You know, if I gave you a pencil and paper, it wouldn't come out the same because you skipped the skill building side of it. Yes. So that is still necessary. Super necessary. Uh, and then kind of picking up ideas from episode one. How do we instill in students that they need the value to They're do missing that? the aura. They're missing the right? aura. And so what is 
the PD that will teach us right. how to give them the aura. If anybody has that what- idea, <laughs> I would love to. Could you imagine going to a PD? Sorry, I feel like I'm talking over you. Yeah. Because I'm no, excited. It's exciting. And then we're going to like go out there and talk to like we're gonna thousands go. of teachers. We're going to go talk. Um, what would it be like to come to an AI-based training? Oh, man. Where you come, oh, oh, we're going here. This is going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Where you come in with an essential question. And you work, you craft with other educators through AI to build your own PD that's relevant and utilizes artificial intelligence interfacing with students. What would that be like? So like at the end of the session, at the end of the three hour set, every single person or maybe groups and conclaves of people come out with wildly different and individualized things. built for you by you but the with yeah but the training was the skill of learning learning yourself know thyself mm. Mm. do we just need to have an entire episode like meandering through ed philosophy probably incoming Steiner because I almost feel like that is the thing that is going to be more relevant it's the thing that becomes more and more relevant because the the rote the rote skill the the, and I don't I don't need to mean to say that it it, that will make all of those things irrelevant I'm really really pumping the brakes on that but going back to those fundamental practices the 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 what is your why is a philosophy it is know thyself yeah and and it is important, but it's been it's been bastardized. Yeah, and it, and it hurts when people are like, "What's your why?" I'm like, I know what my why is. Stop asking me what my why is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost manipulative. It's like emotional manipulation, where it's like, it's for the children. There is that in education, right? A lot. Like, I need you to come to this crappy professional development because it's for the children, right? Like, how am I supposed to say no to that? And now I just feel bad about myself for feeling bad about myself. And then you go, and then you go into the classroom, and nothing that you just did. Where the kids are like, "That was not for me. That was not for me. <laughs> Didn't work. That was not for this right so, here." You know, I feel like going going back to the 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 school districts. School districts need vision right now. Yeah. They need to be looking ahead because I I really do believe that education is going to continue to move towards an individualized model. Yep. The pandemic broke the you must have your butt in the chair yeah. five days a week model. And some individuals are. Yeah. I need I some, need that much structure. Do. Some students absolutely need like that we much see structure it. all the time. In in our in our program, we are a public school. So I don't want you to yeah. get any idea that um we're in some kind of right. very isolated white we're like tower. low demographic super high aces scores. i have four homeless my wife's students. district has been evacuated every single year for six years like yeah we're not we're we're boots on the ground but the model is so so different so so then we will get half of our population is like transfers in from a traditional setting yeah and it goes one of two ways either the traditional setting was not working for them in a real way not that they just weren't participating yeah but they were really struggling to fit into that structure Clinical anxiety they, they come like, over to our structure a lot of autistic students so many 
and and they're able to flourish in our environment. Yeah. I have one student that's uh, that I've been working with. This is my second year working with him, and you know him; he's in your class right now. But he's uh, he, when he came to me, his mom came at me so hard. Oh yeah, because she was so used to just being completely and totally ignored by the public school system for all of her 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 students' yeah. uh, needs. And he he'd been it, she she reflected to me. She was like. I am amazed that you haven't sent him out of the class. But this was really? in the, yeah, within like the first couple of weeks, he was like, yeah, no, how bad, good. how bad is it? And I was like, he's doing he's awesome. He's doing great. She's like, what do you mean he's doing great? <laughs> like she was genuinely yeah. like, you're pulling the wool over my eyes yeah. in some way. I'm like, no, this model's really working I've, for I've him. I've been that parent. Yeah. I've been the parent. Totally. Uh, not, I mean, I've been the parent yelling in an IEP for my children that weren't being yeah. serviced. Yeah. I've been that parent. Yeah. It's there. So sometimes that this is the, the model where that student now has the opportunity yeah. to flourish. Like where was the vision for the educators that were trying to help that child? Yeah. But for whatever reason, couldn't access that space within themselves. Yeah. For whatever was preventing them. I mean, very few educators get into it because they're bad people. Yeah. It's, uh, right? <laughs> you cannot get into education... I mean, there to are, sit around and do nothing. Yeah, there are teachers but, out there that shouldn't shouldn't be. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we can't gloss over that. Yeah, you there know There are them. people that treat that child poorly. You know them. On like a soul level. Mm-hmm. It's but, a very small, very small minority. Yeah, it's one. And, and then there's this whole Two. other liminal place of like hurt people hurt people. Yep, that too. Yeah, we're like, I got to protect myself so much I can't right now. Yeah. So then you have that yeah. that model where that kid comes to this this alternative space and is able to flourish because it's individualized for him. Then you get another kid who comes to the space that we offer that has been so broken by a traditional model. So if you don't know this, children love to learn things. They love it. They love to learn things. They play but Minecraft. But they've been exactly and video games are hard and difficult. If you've ever tried to play a game, there's it's a lot hard. of death. It's really hard. <laughs> Let's not go there. But it's really hard to play video games and they're doing this very hard task for hours and yeah. hours and hours and learning all kinds of new skills to do it. So you, so you have a student come to us that's been in that model, that's been broken by that model, and then they don't know how to participate anymore. And they don't even know how to how how to yeah. create the individualized education that I'm trying to offer them. And those are the students that really fail in that model and that also need more structure, but they also need it to be individualized. And and, and we've always yeah. been trying to move toward that. Yeah. And, and by the time we catch them in high school, it's hard. It's hard to help them unlearn that and to is. heal that hurt. You know, at most we have four years. Yeah. Yeah. And some Some students do it quickly. Some students adapt, they understand, they, they, they get to a point where they can express themselves yeah. and pick up what we have to offer. Um, but yeah, there, well, I mean, I said there was two options. Maybe there's a, a, a third option. Yeah, I think there's... Where, where there's definitely a student that wants to learn, but really does need supervision. Absolutely. Every day. It, it, it meet with every teacher yeah. every day. And, and, and that's home a model life doesn't that, support the independence. And, yeah. and, you know, parents are working hard and they don't have space to monitor their child on you know they need that yeah i don't want to say daycare because older kids don't need daycare but they need a safe place to be under supervision exactly 
And there is room for that too. Like yeah. not to say that the traditional model doesn't work. No, it totally it's could work. Beautiful for some students. It totally could work. Sometimes it's their lifeline and they need to be in school every day and they need that structure and they need those relationships with their mentors and their adults. What is getting in the way of that then? Yeah. You know, we we need to start to envision what a community school might look like. Yeah, so how do we wrap this all up? Yeah. I mean, we... Where did we come mm, from? Where did we go? We welcome started to our with, ADHD yeah, brain. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. We, we, uh, <laughs> we started with PD and then kind of went went through, through this, like, it's coming for you. Yeah, winter AI is coming. AI is coming AI for is coming you. For you. I, I think that maybe the, the central thread... Um, help me, dear listener. Um, maybe the central thread is personalized learning mm-hmm. for all. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need what I need mm-hmm. in order to be successful and feel good about my career, and uh, to heal on the inside. To have that, um, that space to help another child through their educational pathway, mm-hmm. and and so I need to have the personalization to find what I need, so that I can help them find their personalized thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, thank heavens uh, for AI. Um, personalizing education is hard. It's very and time, difficult. Time and time consuming. Very time consuming. And like the things that you can do through AI to personalize mm-hmm. an education plan, mm-hmm. it takes the time burden off the educator. It does. Quick story. Yeah. I have several students right now who have who have struggled in English classes, and this is this is where I like was like, okay, I have enough clout. Yeah and degrees and pieces of paper that I could totally justify this if it was ever called into question. But I... <laughs> I, have, I have paper. I have paper. <laughs> but yeah, no, there there were some students that, that have been in some difficult home life situations and have some credit recovery to do in order to graduate. And they're right there at the end of their rope. And I was just like, look, you have suffered through English classes your whole academic career how are you going to recover these credits? I can give you the packet work. I could ha- I could do that. Yep. Or we can brainstorm something together that might be relevant to you. And the only reason that I had time to do this is because of artificial intelligence. So I was just like, what's a what's a book? What's a series that you're really into? And this uh, student goes, oh, I'm really into this uh, manga series, Seven Deadly Sins. I'm I'm really and I I kind of know about there's a next Netflix show I have a vague understanding of what it is and so I was like okay well let I'm gonna see if I can design a personalized English class for you for your credit recovery this is not them learning yeah. fundamental skills this is them getting the credits yeah so you know let's play and I built a whole year long credit recovery program for this specific whole series there's many many volumes and i read all of them read all of them there's 42 volumes Jeez. yeah and they're getting through it so fast That's working because they're so into it because it's their thing and then i was able to just tell chat gpt here uh, do you are you familiar with this 
series. Yes, I'm familiar with this series. It was published in by this author yeah. at this time. And blah, blah, blah. okay, you have that information in you. That's a really good technique to use, by the way, yeah. is to make, you know what this make is? sure that <laughs> ChatGPT knows what it is. And also you yourself know a little bit enough because it does throw some wrong yeah, information absolutely. out there still. It's getting but better. it's getting better. And it came back at me with beautiful activities, writing activities, yeah. uh, companion texts that were relevant. Right. Objective-based, you know, standards-aligned. Standards-aligned. I asked it to align the standards, and it says, totally, got you. Please <laughs> check this, though. Yeah. I was like, yeah, of I course I will. I love that it's starting to give that disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> double-check this. Yeah, like, please, I will. Don't worry. Please double-check this. I will. I got, I got you, chat GPT. Yeah. But give me the raw materials, and it gave me beautiful raw materials. That class is going wonderfully. The student's going to recover all their credit in the amount of time that they need, even though they are homeless they are struggling but they're so excited about this thing and there's no it never would have gone that way absolutely not. never would have gone that way it would have taken so long to plan so long i mean can you imagine a one year curriculum for one child yeah no nope. absolutely be, out not. of my mind there's no mind. way i i could have even done yeah. that but because i was super powered and i had just yeah. enough information and 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 i have my all of my educational knowledge of what their skills yeah. they need for the to justify them getting this high school credit and graduating yeah. you know well and like to clarify that too like the the traditional high school english teacher doesn't have space to do that for absolutely kid. not absolutely not no absolutely not and and i don't want people to misconstrue me and think they're like okay now everybody go out and make no, no. absolutely not nope however it's possible it's a possibility now it's and and that, going back to vision kind of wrapping things up here mm -hmm. the vision is like could we if we're going to be rebuilding education because yeah it's it's needing a it's gonna tweak. be coming down <laughs> well as we keep saying <laughs> winter, is coming. winter is coming um maybe there's space for that mm -hmm. systemically procedurally to give educators the space to be able to do that yeah and even in our and even in our situation it's limited it is i couldn't do it that is. for all of my no, kids right no no i'm talking about and then one follow student. up with it and track it and yeah. make certain that the learning's happening and remediate it and absolutely not yeah but and i trust the student a lot too we have a yeah it's not like i'm throwing lobbing this so out maybe the but, takeaways for you know mm -hmm. pd is where's the vision Where's the vision? Is it personalized? Is it going to fill, fulfill me as a human educator and a learner myself? And is it going to fill my students? Is it going to translate to my student feeling yeah. successful and invigorated and enlivened? Because to learn is human. So We human. like doing it. We love it. We We're don't like feeling bad about ourselves and getting bad grades. We don't like that. And we'll, no. get, we'll absolutely middle fingers all the way for that one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think that's where we're at. That's where we're there's at. There's good guys. PD. There's crappy PD. Yep. Personalized is a, is a future. Bottom up. Bottom up. And maybe even from students. Bottom up. From students. Bottom up. Mm. Mm -hmm. I want to know what people have to say about this. Hit us up on Twitter. Comment mm -hmm. in whichever platform you're on. Um, share this with people. We're having yeah. so much fun doing it. We need to have more conversations. We need more voices in the room. Yeah. Because I have a very particular, specific, weird perspective yeah. as does jake we vibe well together but that doesn't mean it's just us no we need to vibe yeah, with break other the people echo as chamber well. sure, i would love to start getting people know. either 
on the podcast or yep. at least sound clips of people weighing in on it. Totally. You know, like that's definitely where we're going. Yeah. Like we've talked about maybe a future episode. I don't know if it's next or whatever, mm-hmm. a future episode. I would love to talk about um <laughs> when and why did the school become the clearinghouse for social pro- uh, social programs? That's true. Yeah. It's and 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 not to say that it's model. bad at all. No. Right? No. But like, I'm curious, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. That like the school became, who decided the school was the place mm-hmm. for hearing and vision and food services and mental health mm-hmm. and all of those things mm-hmm. um, that are wicked important and mm-hmm. needed. I'm just really yep. curious. No, when yeah. did that happen? When yeah. did that shift happen? So if you have a knowledge about that, I would love to know. Educational find us, yeah. yeah, find us on Twitter, YouTube. Um, TikTok, Inst- no, we're not on Instagram yet. Oh yeah, we're on Instagram. No, we're on Instagram. Um, find us wherever it is and contact us because I would love to have that conversation. Definitely. I've loved this conversation. Absolutely. And just a little preview, we've done a little research into this topic just because it's it's on the table for a conversation. Yeah. And what is the official federal government's number one oh. priority of education? We looked this up so, recently, Yeah. of the, the Build Back Better the Plan. The entire... The, the number one priority, number one priority that's, right maybe now, that's the only one we'll get the, into the number one priority in education from the u.s department of education on their website mm-hmm. is safety health and safety number one and so that that's what sparked that conversation of like why are we in school yeah oh mm. all right Hard stay tuned share us with your friends bye now good episode good one